Welcome to Homeschool Insights, the show that brings you biblical homeschool encouragement in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Yvette Hampton. Homeschool Insights is sponsored by CTC Math. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com and try it for free. Now on to the show. One of the things that you said that really just jumped out to me was you said education is a journey, not a list. Yes. And I was like, that's amazing because I, I every homeschool mom, I still I've been doing this 12 years now and I still feel like I have to check all the boxes. Yes. I don't know why I feel that way. I just I guess it's how we've been conditioned mm-hmm. and I'm trying to still get my brain around it's a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey. It's, it's a not journey. a list. It's not a checklist. Um my, you know, my kids aren't medical records. <laughs> like they don't need to check all the boxes in order to be successful. Yes. If education is a journey, a journey in particular into truth, then it's not a book list or some sort of finite body of facts to be memorized, um, which means that we don't have to be comprehensive in our right. treatment of the different curriculum that we're using in order to give our children an education. Uh, That's not what it's about. Rather, our task is to equip the students for a lifetime journey, um, if I can use C.S. Lewis's words, further up and further in, right? Mm. Um, Dorothy Sayers calls this act one of recovering the lost tools of learning. Mm. Um, That is to say that rather than um, being comprehensive in our treatment of the facts, we are trying to equip our students to learn for a lifetime, giving them the tools necessary to read well and think well for the rest of their lives. But the various disciplines um, from her perspective represent opportunities not to teach the child the facts, but to teach the child how to think. Um, She describes this as a three-stage process, um, which is actually the only list I'm going to give you myself. (laughs) In the first of these stages, the child is acquiring a basic knowledge of the stuff of the world, and he's soaking in facts and isn't that concerned yet about how they fit together. Uh, In the second stage, he tries to arrange and connect these facts in a logical way, that is to argue to an order of the facts for himself. And in the third stage, the child learns to put the order he's found into words so that he can communicate his thoughts about these facts to others clearly and beautifully. But in every single stage, the emphasis is not on mastering all of the facts. The facts themselves are just tools uh, by which the child becomes equipped for further thought and study. Um, This is good news for you, mom, because it makes um, the information age your friend. (laughs) Information is um, at your fingertips and your child's as well. And so it's not necessary that you cram every single thing into your child's mind. Um, That doesn't mean that memorization isn't important. The exercise of memorizing data or poetry um, or what you have is, is a tool as well by which we train our minds and exercise our minds to gather and retain and contemplate important things. But It's just a tool and it's a tool to an end rather than an end in itself. They don't have to retain every single fact. Do you? I don't. (laughs) So um, if that's true, that education is less about mastery and more about acquiring these tools of learning in the pursuit of wisdom and truth, then maybe my professor friend was right. And maybe it is possible to get a top drawer education reading just the Bible and a couple of good books. Um, Maybe it has more to do with how you read such books and what happens when you do than it does with how many books you've read. Mm. I hope what you're asking right now is, um, this sounds too good to be true, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, 
probably the reason uh, the reason there's a catch here is because there is one. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea here is that you can't talk about things that you don't know that you have to go along with your child on this journey towards education. Uh, Mitchell would say it this way, one who would guide the sleeping intellect of a child um, into alertness, awakeness, and awareness of the truth has to be actively pursuing it himself. Um, Which is just another way of saying that if we're going to act as a guide, we have to blaze a trail, um, which means you have to read the books. You have to read the books yourself. Now, um, this this task is demanding, but it's not impossible when we remind ourselves that it's not about quantity, it's about quality. Um, We have to read the book in order to lead our child into a thoughtful discussion of the book, but we don't have to read every book and discuss every single one in the same way. So um, take some subset and make that subset the number of books that you actually think you might have time to read and to think about deeply Mm -hmm. and make that subset the number of books that you're going to discuss with your child. Uh, With that in mind, um, watch Teaching the Classics Basic Seminar. And in it, we use children's picture storybooks um, in order to present story structure and to teach you the stylistic devices that authors use in order to communicate their story's thematic ideas. And the thematic ideas are really the heart uh, of the art of storytelling. They're the big ideas that the author wrote to think about, uh, the big questions he wants to discuss with his readers. And um, this is the, it's solid gold for the homeschool parent because um, these themes are where the art of story engages with universal truths. Um, That is the, 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 the meaning of life, what a man is and what good a man is, what a love is and what good a love is. And uh, all of the big questions, uh, those are the kinds of things that you go to moralizing about six ways to Sunday. But with literature, there's no need for moralizing or sermonizing. We get um, the expression of these questions and some of the answers to these questions in living color that engages our students in thinking about these things right alongside the authors and the, the characters in the story. When we come alongside and we learn to ask the kinds of questions necessary to understand thematic ideas and stories and teach our kids the kind of questions necessary to engage with authors to understand the those big ideas, we foster the kind of conversation that is at the heart of the reason that we homeschool as parents, because those big questions have really big answers. And if we answer those things wrong, lots of, lots of trouble ensues uh, in the human life. Um, It's the proverb says, as a man thinks, so is he. And so how we think about these big questions is going to dictate um, how we live our lives. The classics offer kids an opportunity to engage with the kinds of answers other people have given to these big questions um, and to see that they're not the only ones asking those questions. Uh, we get to see not only the questions themselves in living color, but the consequences associated with answering those questions in particular ways that aren't limited and constrained to, to art or to literature. Um, as kids grow uh, and the kinds of of stories that they're reading um, come from a variety of different worldviews, we're able to give our kids a comparative worldview education just through the literature that they're reading. If we understand what the questions are that are being asked and the kind of worldviews that give rise to the answers that they're seeing on the pages of these books. 
after they've read those things, they can step back into their own skin and from the security of their living room uh, with their parents, um, talk about whether or not those answers resonate with the truth that they found in the word of God. I can't imagine a a more satisfying opportunity, a, a riper opportunity for the homeschool family. Because we can um, equip our kids to have these kinds of conversations with children's picture books, um, this is available to everyone, regardless of the kind of education that you yourself may have received. I've never met anyone who is threatened and intimidated by a children's picture storybook. And because all stories share the same structure and employ the same kind of stylistic devices in order to talk about the universal things of man, a children's picture storybook is a better place to learn, I would argue, about how to ask the questions, what kind of questions to ask, and how to discover the thematic ideas at the heart of story than, say, War and Peace would be. (laughs) It's short. It's a one-sitting read, and everybody enjoys it, which means that when you're school multiple children, it's a wonderful opportunity. Read the children's picture book aloud, look for the structure and story, have a conversation about thematic ideas and notice the artistic ways that the authors stress those ideas through their use of literary devices. And you foster a habit of mind in your student that they will take into reading grade level reading material for the rest of their lives. This is the magic of teaching the classics. Thanks for joining us for Homeschool Insights. For more great homeschool inspiration and resources, listen to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And be sure to watch the film Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution.